Once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, you are now tuned into the Investor Show. As always, this is your gracious host, the Prince of Investing, Prince Dice, coming to you guys and girls live all the way from the beautiful city and state of Denver, Colorado. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, comment, and share button. And as always, if you are catching this episode live, feel free to tell me where you're from and all the other great stuff. But today, we have a very great episode today, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking about a U.S. Retail report posting a big gain. Uh, we're going we're gonna to actually go through that report. We're going to look through that report there. And then we're also going to talk about the Federal Reserve speaking. And then we're going to do a little uh, stock reviews. Some people's DME stock reviews. We're going to look at those things right here live. So this is another late night show. I like to come, come on late at sometimes or whatnot. But it's going to be a very informative episode. Um, I guarantee you nowhere else you're going to get this type of content in this type of format because most of the time people regurgitate information from what they've heard from somewhere else or they go by what they think or whatever. And it's fine. It's fine regurgitating. But I'm going to teach you guys and girls how to fish, how to look up this information for yourself, how to read these reports and how to get these things yourself. So uh, that's one of the things I like to focus on here on the show. So we're going to go through that or whatnot. So the first thing we're going to get into, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to look at the retail sales report that came out. Now, the retail sales report is a monthly report that's put out every month by the uh, census, the Census Bureau, right? And um, it's open to the public, census.gov. It's a retail report. The reason why people pay attention to retail is retail is very important because if people, retail is... When people go out and we buy clothes and we buy, you know, retail items, right? Hopefully that makes sense. Like retail stores, go to the store, Amazon, all the crap that we bought from Amazon, the shirts and clothes and stuff like that. I'm guilty. Raise your hand if you are too. So that's a very important indicator when you're looking at the economy because um, if people have money for retail, when retail sales start to grow, that could be signs of a strong economy. So right now, everybody uh, was expecting retail to be low due to People not having jobs. People right now, or people who do have jobs, most people don't have certain jobs. So when you look at that right now, you we always pay attention to as an investor, we always pay attention to retail reports because retail is a great indicator of what's going on in the economy. So first, ladies and gentlemen, let me pull up this uh, retail report here. This is at the censors.gov. Where are we at right here? Here we go. Oh, no, that's not it. Job. What did I do with my retail report? Now give me one second. Thought I had it pulled up, but that's not it. We're going to go to... I'll give me one second here. So the retail report... Let me close down some of these things that I got open. Or whatnot. All right, player, let's close that out. Got all this useless stuff open. I had it open up on my other browser. So let me pull it from over here. Nope, that's not it. Okay. Well, I might have to pull it back. Oh, there it is. There you go. You were over here hiding. It was trying to hide from me, but I got it. This is coming from the sensors.gov. Right. Let me pull this up over here. Thought I had it ready for y'all. Thought I was all good to go trying to be fancy and come in and I'm not. So let's see here. Oh, uh, why I didn't pull it up? 
Why did it not pull it up? Okay, there you go. You tried to hide from me, but I got it. All right, so I'm sharing my screen here. We're going to look at the retail report together. All right. So as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, I finally got it here. Thank you all for bearing with me. But this says uh, release for release 8.30 a.m. on Friday, October 16th, which is earlier today. So this right here says advanced month sales for retail and food services, September 20th. So that was today. So uh, the statement is pretty much tell you September um, last month. They had a revisited. They had five hundred and thirty nine billion in August in retail sales, monthly sales in retail. And then you have in September is five hundred and forty nine point three billion. So retail sales went up one point nine percent. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the census.gov. The census.gov tracks retail every month. So retail important. Retail is important because it tells us if people are out there spending money and if retails are making money. Um, that could be signs of a good economy. But now let's, I'm going to put this as a caveat. A lot of this is being propped up by a lot of stimulus money. So what I mean by stimulus money, you know, they put out a bunch of PPP loans. The PPP loans kept the store open. And part of the CARES Act gave PPP loans and it also gave people unemployment checks. And with the unemployment checks, right, when they got the unemployment checks, um, People took their unemployment. People have been on unemployment for the last five, six months. They extended unemployment. They raised unemployment. So a lot of people at home who are on unemployment, they're still out there spending, right? So a lot of that's why I look at the numbers. Yes, great retail sales. This is this pushed the market up 300 points to Dow Jones, but this pushed the market up mainly due to the fact that um, uh, you know people saw this and said, oh wow, people out there spending money. If people are spending money, that means corporations are going to make money. That means so you can draw the line. The government gives money for unemployment. People take the money from unemployment and then they go buy stuff off of Amazon. When you buy stuff off of Amazon, at the end of the month, Amazon is going to put out its corporate earnings. And you can see the money goes from the government all the way to Amazon. So Amazon is going to turn around and say, hey, we had a when retail sales go up, Amazon is the largest retailer, especially online. They're probably going to put out good numbers come their earnings, which is due on October 29th. So when their earnings come out, when you can look at all the PPP loans and all the unemployment, it's probably going to turn up on somebody's like Amazon's earning reports. So you can try to draw that line and understanding the economy of, okay, if people spent money on retail, where did they spend this money? And it's probably going to open up are probably going to show up on a corporate earnings report. I'll see how that kind of makes sense. So pretty much this says the, the Census Bureau continues to monitor response and data quality that estimates the release of media publication for more information, COVID-19. All right. So anyway, advanced estimates. Advanced estimates of U.S. sales and food services for September 2020 adjusted seasonal variations and holidays and trading differences, but not Brother, for the change, were $549.3 billion, an increase of 1.9%. So you're seeing this right here come from the Census Bureau, right? Uh, retail trade sales were up 1.9% from August and 8.2% above last year. Wow. So right here, if you're seeing people, if food and retail sales are going up, you got to ask yourself, where is this coming from? Right. <laughs> How are we seeing these retail sales? And a lot of it, I believe, stems from, uh, you know, the government protection plans. Right. 
So let me take a look here. Let me see what y'all are saying in the comments for the people that are live. Let's see what we got here. From or at. Right? I can't get what you're saying. Uh, I've been saying it's good. Thanks for doing this. No problem. No problem. Then we got Michael. That's my Lemonade brother out. I've been watching Lemonade. Lemonade stock has been doing pretty good here, Mike. Yeah, I will give you that. Uh, that's Mike out there in Canada. Thank you for tuning in. You know, I have been watching it. Ruby says, hi, from Memphis, Tennessee. How you doing, Ms. Ruby? Um, you're going to have a very interesting two weeks coming up here. You got Tesla next week, I think. Tesla's next week. The week after that, you got Apple. Apple iPhone 12 just came out. We're going to see what their sales are going to look like, and we're going to see how they're going to turn up on earnings reports, right? So, and I'm going to do a review here, too. I'm going to do a review of a stock. Who DM me? Uh, who DM me? Uh, Antonio. He put up two stocks that I'm going to review on the show tonight. You know, uh, doing review on show tonight. Review on show tonight. So when he comes back and he sees this, he's going to be able to see it. All right. So let's see what else, what else we got in, got in here. King Carter, what's going on? King Carter, I haven't seen you in a while. He says, good evening. I did some stunt work on power and finally got an Amazon stock. <laughs> That's smart. You see, King Carter is a uh, stunt man. So he goes out, he does stunts, and he's saying that, hey, I did a stunt. I'm guessing he got paid, and he took the money he got paid from it and went and brought Apple stock. Very smart. All right. I'm in my office tonight. Uh, you know, I didn't decide to go shoot in my other room. So y'all should know that by now watching the show. Congratulations, King Ivan. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks, Mike. Lucky's mom said, hi, I'm from Duval. Thank you for the info. Always educational. Thank you. Thank you. Ivan asked, can we do Groupon? Uh, not right now. Antonio, I just sent you a DM. Um, we're going to do the two stocks that you brought up, right? He DM me two stocks. So I'm going to do those first. And we get time, then I come to Groupon. All right, Miss uh, Ivan? I think that's a miss. So, but we're going to do, uh, he sent me two companies. I think they were called Gen. He wants me to look up a company called Genesis Healthcare Stock. And we're going to look at Jennifer Healthcare Stock and uh, PEI. Now, the reason why I put it here on the live show, Antonio, is that I want more people. Um, I want more people to get this information. So when some people, uh, when some people DM me and say, hey, Prince, what do you think about X, Y, Z? It's very rarely I will respond to those DMs. Right. And the reason why the reason why I very rarely respond to those DMs sometimes, because. If you ask me, hey, Prince, what do you think about these companies? And I give you that answer, then that's just one person. Versus if I put it over the air, then everybody gets to hear. You know, hundreds of thousands of people will get to tune in and hear it. I won't have to repeat and repeat and repeat. 
So before we get into that, we're going to do that. I want y'all to hold on. Also, I want y'all to pay attention to the Federal Reserve. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all going to learn something here. I forgot to mention that uh, the Federal Reserve spoke today, right? Now, not today. This came out on October 14th. This is so important, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is the rich uncle to the United States of America. What I mean by the rich uncle, they are the ones that can, when you hear your, your interest rate that you got on your house, the interest rate that you got on your car, the interest rate that you got on your credit card, it comes from these people right here, the Federal Reserve. So they're the ones that print the money. Some people say they print too much money. It's a conspiracy. They're illegal, but they're their own entity. So I always pay attention to what the Federal Reserve is saying. So federalreserve.gov, I want y'all to pay attention to this. They put out a speech here. Anybody can look it up. This was on October 14th, two days ago. So look at what they're saying in conclusion. In conclusion, from the Federal Reserve, this is not Prince Dykes. While the economical recoveries since spring has collapsed has been robust, let us not forget that the full economical recovery from the COVID-19 recession has a long way to go. So they're essentially telling you uh, we had a collapse in the spring. And since the spring, we've been in a re robust recovery, but they're saying we have a long way to go. Although the unemployment rate has declined sharply in April, it remains elevated as of September at 7.9% and would be about 3% points higher if the labor force protection participation remained at February 2020 level. So labor force participation, that means that how many people are actively looking for work? Unemployment only counts people who are actively looking for work that doesn't have work. People who stop looking for work and who goes out here and just becomes a scammer, they're not part of the unemployment numbers. So participation. So they said a lot of people stopped participating in the labor force. I don't know what they went off and did, but so they're saying that, hey, even though unemployment is at 7.9, it would be 3% uh, higher if it wasn't for participation. Now, this is the point I want you to pay attention to. Moreover, despite a recent uptick, inflation is still running below our 2% long-term run objective. It will have some time to uh, return to levels of the economical activity and unemployment uh, as unemployment prevail as the business cycle peaked in February. So they're saying the business cycle peaked in February. And additional support from monetary and likely physical policy will be needed. So they're saying an additional support from monetary, that means money, monetary is money, physical policy will be needed, political policies. Speaking for the Fed, right here, speaking for the Fed, I can assure you that we are committed to using our full range of tools to support the economy and to help ensure that the recovery from the difficult period will be robust and rapid as possible. Right here, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm saying right here. Speaking for the Fed, I can assure you that we are committed to using our full range of tools to support the economy and to help ensure the rapid recovery from the difficult period and rope and will be robust and rapid as possible. Pretty much they're saying the Federal Reserve saying we're willing to step in and do whatever it takes. And they, they're the ones that write all the checks. We're willing to step in and do whatever it takes to get us back on uh, on time. That's like you, for example, you're going out and you're starting your business and you got the rich uncle that says, hey, I'm willing to write whatever check I need to make sure you're successful. That's essentially what the Federal Reserve is saying, in my opinion. 
That's word for word coming from the Federal Reserve, from the federalreserve.gov. That's not what I heard, think, heard, interpreted. That's exactly what it was. All right. All right. So now, y'all let me know what y'all think about the Federal Reserve. Let's see what y'all are saying. So you sent a sleeper a sleeper stock called Z. Hold on, somebody asked me about XLE. If anybody here asks me about XLE, did anybody here ask me about XLE? I think that was the one everybody was asking me about. Prince, did you see the numbers for people average bank accounts? It's sorry. People see the numbers for people average bank account. Yes, I I, I haven't seen those numbers. The latest numbers, but I know it's pretty pretty low, right? After July, it went down bad. Is that because people are losing money, or people? Maybe some people losing money. Some people move to cash. You know, I look at people spending habit. Max B, what's going on? I know you're out there in Washington, but the thing about it is, Max B, I don't know if you saw earlier when I did the retail report for. Uh, I don't care what's in people's bank account. Look at the U.S. retail report. Retail report, retail and food went up 1.9%. So why in the middle of a recession did retail and food go up 1.9%? People spending money. So you, you, Max B, you're saying, hey, people's bank accounts went down. Guess where it's at? It's in the retail report. Look at the U.S. Food and retail report. It just reported, oh, we had a 1.9% increase in September. So retail and sales are saying, hey, retail and food sales are going up. I'm pretty sure I contribute to it too. But if people bank accounts are going down, are people just spending more money because they're not doing as much? But ask yourself, when the money went down, where did it go? Either they paid bills or they went out and played. Looking at the U, looking at the uh, U.S. sales report, it looks like they went out and played. So Michael said, "Interesting piece of information. Max B will get worse." He said, "They can't come together and get something passed, ladies and gentlemen. On the stimulus package, something will get passed, guaranteed. Guaranteed, something's going to get passed. If it happens before the election, I don't know." But in these next three weeks, you're going to see a lot of volatility. The Republicans want to pass it. The Democrats want to pass it. They're just playing political ball right now. There's no doubt in my mind that some form of a stimulus will get passed again. As you see people's bank accounts start to drop, but you're seeing seeing the U.S. retail and sales reports go up, what is that telling you people are doing with their money? Ladies and gentlemen, this is not what I'm saying. The U.S. sales report just came out. I'm going to pull it up for y'all again. This came from the census.gov. If they're reporting an uptick of 1.9% to $5.3 billion, where did the money come from, ladies and gentlemen? Right? They're looking at it right here. They went up uh, $549.3 billion in September. Retail and sales from the census.gov. Where did that money come from? Right? Lucky's mom, she said, 
Smart lady. She said, will you do another video about airline stocks? I purchased Southwest and American Airlines to hold until the stimulus comes out. And you know what? The stimulus package, uh, airlines had a pretty, Southwest had a pretty good day today. But um, yes, right now they're just going to teether until that stimulus package gets signed. Um, but that's a smart way of thinking to get in front of it. Um, as they get closer, before it even gets signed, if the Senate passes, because you know, the House has to draft it up, if it goes past the House, it's like, okay, good, cool, whatever. But then if it goes to the Senate, if the Senate passes it, you're going to see airline stocks go up. When President Trump signs it, you're going to see airline stocks shoot through the roof. All right. Mike, you ask Michael asked, what are some of the best cloud and computer companies? Right now you have Oracle and Snowflake. Snowflake is the new one. Snowflakes, Snowflake and Oracle. All right. So let's pay attention to let me pull this up here. This is the first thing I look at. <clears throat> All right. So the first thing we're going to do, we're going to look at this company called Jen Antonio sent in. He DM and asked me. Uh, here we go here. I think this is Genesis Healthcare. All right. Genesis Healthcare is 51 cent. Oh, okay. Let's see. Let me share my screen here. We're doing a stock review on Genesis Healthcare, and um, we're going to see what's about them. So here we go here. All right. This is Genesis Healthcare. Let's take a look at the company's profile. I'm pretty sure it's a healthcare company, <laughs> right? It's a local healthcare company out of Pennsylvania. Healthcare, healthcare and solar energy are the top two growing companies. So Genesis Healthcare with its that owns and operates skilled nurses facilities and senior enlisted, uh, senior, senior living facilities in the United States. The company operates through this segment of inpatient process, rehabilitation. Okay. So they look like they do uh, senior assisted living, you know, like the older people that goes to people's houses, making sure they're taken care of. This company call is 51 cent right now. All right. So let's take a look at their finances. All right. The number is in thousands. So last year they made $4.5 billion. Cost of revenue, gross profits, $51 billion. Taxes. So their revenue. Okay. Net income. Let's take a look at the net income. All right. You know what? This company was unprofitable until this year. It has a net income. Let's take a look at it a little bit further. Surprisingly, a company that costs 51 cent is profitable. This is probably one of the first times I've ever seen this. All right, cash flow. 2019, it had a negative cash flow. Okay, now I don't like this operational cash flow. Why is it negative? Let's take it into quarterly. Oh, wow. So last year they had a negative cash flow, 
but this year they have a positive cash flow. Or repayment of debt. Okay. So let's take a look at the balance sheet. Total assets of $4.6 billion. Let's take total assets of $4.6 billion. Let's see what the current assets look like. Current assets, $828 million. Current liabilities, ooh, current liabilities are a little high. Now, you can see the current assets are $828 million, but their current liabilities are $1 billion. So that means that um, all the debt they owe in next month, all the debt that they owe in the next 12 months is $1 billion versus the current assets, like the money they have in their bank right now, $828 million. I'm not going to say it's bad, but um, you know that could be a problem if they had a cash flow problem because they don't have enough current assets to be able to take care of the debt. Now, uh, okay, where are the total... Uh-huh. The total long-term debt. Pretty thin there. So the total assets is $4.6 billion. The total liabilities is $4.1 billion. So that leaves about, what, $500 million, I'm guessing, around there. A negative working capital. So they have a negative working capital. This is money they have to work with after they pay their bills. Working capital is the uh, working capital is current assets minus current liabilities. So let's say if you have uh, within the next year, the current assets are things that, you know, money they have in the bank, money that can be turned to cash within the next 12 months is sitting at about $4.1 billion. Then you subtract out the current liabilities, the bills they have to pay, it's putting them at a negative working capital. They have a total debt of $4.4 billion. So what is the shareholders' equity? Total debt, total net debt. Okay. Common stock is equity. Okay. So it's not the prettiest financially. The only reason why this company has some sort of potential is it's in the healthcare arena. Assistant living will grow due to baby boomers retiring. As baby boomers are getting older, assistant living, assistant living, when you look at it, healthcare is in the number two job and 80% of the fastest growing jobs within the next decade is in healthcare because all the baby boomers are getting old. This is coming from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So healthcare and green energy seems to be the next decade where all the jobs are going to be. And if you see a bunch of jobs going there, People don't hire people unless they are expecting growth, right? When people are cutting people, the future looks dim. When, when people are hiring people, the future looks bright, right? So uh, Genesis, this company is in a position, senior healthcare living, it is in a position to do well. It's in a growing sector. I will give it that. The downside is that I just saw, I didn't like some of the internal financials. They're having a negative working capital. Uh, they have a negative shareholders equity. Um, they did have a negative cash flow last year. That's kind of turning positive, but it's only 50 cent. It's only two quarters. 
So, but it is it is making money. It is earning money. It is earning more money. But if this if this company was fifty one dollars, I wouldn't even think about looking at it. But since it's two quarters right now, out of usually when I look at penny stocks, they're usually complete trash all across the board. But this one has some type of potential. That's my outlook on that one. Y'all let me know what y'all think in the comments. So that's my outlook on that one in particular, right? So what was the other one he had in here? That's my outlook on uh, Genesis. Rich PEI. Okay. So for that stock price, it's very risky, but for that stock price, it kind of uh pans itself out. Okay, I see Antonio. This is another company out in Pennsylvania. This is another company out in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania Real Estate Investment Trust. This is a looks like a REIT out in Pennsylvania. So now, my first question is if, is if it's a real estate investment trust, my first thing I'm going to look at it and say, what type of real estate do they have? Are they commercial? Are they residential or whatever? The reason why, in case you haven't done so, ladies and gentlemen, the best way to read financial reports is with your investor show cup. Get yours today in the description box. Now, back to our original programming. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, this real estate investment trust, the first thing I'm going to look at is wondering where this real estate investment trust, where's this holdings? Why? Because majority of real estate investment trusts, a lot of them have commercial real estate. I'm very weary of commercial real estate because I think that 90% of CEOs and people will be working like I'm working right now in my office, in my basement at home. That's what I feel is going to be the potential as things grow, right? Not the potential as things grow. This is the, um, the downside I meant to say as things uh, grow. So as people some people are waiting for things to become normal again. Everybody's like, man, I can't wait till we go to the movie theater again. Man, I can't wait till we go back to the office. And the realization is some companies are never coming back. Now companies are realizing, hey, you know what? We're just as productive at home. Why do we need this big fancy building and office? Look at the movie Coming to America 2. Look at what Coming to America just did. The new sequel to the historic movie Coming to America, they just, I think it cost like $28 million. Don't quote me on that. It cost $28 million to make the movie. And they just sold it to Amazon, I think it was. I think Amazon brought it or Hulu, one of them. Some streaming service company brought it for like $128 million. That was a quick 500% return on investment. They made the movie for $28 million. Now they got it on Amazon Prime. I think it's probably going to be on. It's probably going to be on Amazon Prime where everybody's going to get that movie, right? So when you look at that, this telling you how times are changing. Some people, I thought, um, 
I know one of the actors that uh, that's in Coming to America too. He was on the show, and he said, "Prince, this movie is slated to come out on Christmas Day of this year." Last year, he told me, "Hey, uh, we just finished uh, Coming to America too, and it's going to be coming out on Christmas Day next year in all theaters." COVID happened. Now they sold a movie to Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Now they're going to be broadcasting this movie where. People are going to be watching this movie sitting at home now. And I think that's going to be a new trend. One day, a historian is going to write a book and say, oh, yeah, back in the day, there used to be these huge auditoriums and people used to walk into these huge auditorium and buy popcorn and candy and take their kids. They will watch previews then they will watch a movie. They will all laugh and be sad and be scared. And then they would leave the movie and go home. Now, today, those days don't exist no more. I always, always, always wonder why is Amazon. I always wonder why uh, movies wasn't just skipping over the theater, going straight to consumer, direct to consumer. What did Disney just put out two days ago? We are investing into our direct to consumer model. They're saying, hey, why do we got to go through a theater? Why do we need to go through a TV station? If we could go directly to the consumer via a Netflix, via Disney Plus via Hulu, via all these little streaming services that are out there. So when I look at that, that tells you something. Some people are waiting for things to come back and some people are not waiting and some things that are never coming back. So essentially when I look at this, I'm saying all this to say, when I look at a real estate investment trust, Pennsylvania real estate investment trust, what do you specialize in? Do you specialize in commercial real estate uh, or you know, office buildings and things like that? Or do you specialize in residential? Residential is booming. Residential is people housing. People are buying houses for some strange reason. In the middle of the pandemic, people are buying houses. I thought the housing market was going to collapse in the beginning of the year. But guess what? It has done some type of weird move that I can't explain right now. Almost like what gold is doing. So let me click here. One for Give me a second. Here we go here. Let me go to their profile. The biggest way to check this out, let me go to their website. Let's head over to this company's website and see if we can learn some things about them. Make sure y'all are on the same screen here. Antonio said, wow, Prince, thank you. I found that company driving past it last week. Man, that's smart way, smart way to find things. You see something, like I always tell people, start with what you know. Man, I heard of this company. You know, Let's take a look at its finances. Let's pull it up. Let's see what it's about. So let's go to this PEI, this Pennsylvania company. Right. For 50 cent, two quarters, I don't, I in my ashtray, I probably have, well, not an ashtray, probably like my cup holder. I probably got a dollar worth of change sitting in my cup holder, you know, maybe $2, right? And you can get three shares of this company, right? Now, do I recommend you load your portfolio up on this? No. 
But um, let's take a look at it. Let's take a look at this. This is the website of this PEI company. And the reason why I want to see is a publicly traded real estate investment trust specialized in the ownership management of different shopping malls. No, I don't want this one. This is why. This is how you do the research, ladies and gentlemen. P-R-E-I-T, P-E-I, Antonio, this is another public, this is a Pennsylvania real estate investment company. It's a publicly traded real estate investment trust specializing in the ownership and management of different shopping malls, headquartered in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I don't want nothing to do with no shopping malls. I feel like shopping malls are dying. So with this company right here, before I look any further, my answer is no, Antonio. No. Shopping malls, come on. Shopping malls are dying all over the place. Malls are turning to ghost centers. This holiday season, this Black Friday, how many people are going to be at the shopping mall and the shopping center? Not so many. Everybody's probably going to be on Amazon. Everybody's probably going to be taking discounts. I may do a, you know what, holiday season. I may do something for, for all of y'all for support me throughout the year. I'm going to do some give backs. I'm going to do some giveaways during the giving season. You know, I'm going to get into the spirit. That's what I like about Denver. They get it all snowy and the Christmas lights. I get into the giving spirit and I'm going to give away. Uh, I haven't come up with it, but I'm going to do some giving away out there to everybody. Right. I can't say everybody. I'm sorry about that. But right here. No, when I look at this company, this is not what I'm saying. This is what's on their website that's connected to their financial report. It says they specialize in shopping malls. No, sir. I'm good on that. How many companies are filing bankruptcy? So you did good on the other one. You did good on finding uh, the, the Genesis Healthcare. You rode by it in Pennsylvania, good pickup. But this one right here, this Pennsylvania Real Estate Investment Trust that specializes in the shopping centers, no, sir. No, sir, for me on that one. I haven't said, did I miss what Genesis actually do? Genesis, uh, Ivan, is was a uh, senior healthcare facility, meaning uh, my parents, my mom and dad own a personal care home. And what it does is if, what senior assistant living is, let's say if my dad, my dad is 74, who I love a lot, who's going to be up here for Thanksgiving. So let's say if my dad comes, uh, he's old, he lives down in Georgia. And um, he's 75 years old. He needs help. He needs assistance with living. Maybe he needs some help with his money. Maybe he may need a bath. Maybe, you know, he needs some help getting around the house. So what these company does is assistant living is they send a person out to your house, usually somebody in healthcare. They'll send you out to the person's house and you go out and you sit with them. You help take care of them. You help them get around the house. You help them uh, take a bath. You may help clean them. You may sit with them, help get their medicine. Sometimes you may uh, help them on their phone calls, things like that or whatnot. So that's what uh, Genesis Healthcare was doing when I looked inside of that company. So I look at that. That's going to continue to grow because of baby boomers. Baby boomers are retiring and getting older and they're going to die off. Also inside of that, when you look at, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, out of the top 10 jobs, 80% of them were in healthcare. So they're in a growing field or growing, you know, assistant living, th stuff like that. That's why I liked it, Genesis Healthcare. And they were only 50 cents. So 50 cents for a healthcare company, 
that's doing pretty good. He got some work to do on his finances. His working capital doesn't look to be too promising, but it is making money. It's making more money. Even though it's put money out, it has a potential of a great upside. Right? I'll give it one second. Hey, Kim, I'm on live right now. Let me hit you back, all right? I said I'm on live right now. Let me hit you back when I get off, all right? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> all right, cool. But um, anyway, that's how I looked at Genesis. But the difference was with um, the difference with um, this other one, this PEI company, this Pennsylvania Real Estate Investment Trust, it specializes in shopping centers. And I don't look at the future of shopping centers doing that well. So I'm not with that one. I can't get down with it. He said, I would expect a spinning stock to have an awful financials, but Genesis is intriguing. You're right, Michael. I'm very intrigued by Genesis. Michael says, Antonio, magnificent find. That's definitely a good one. Max B said, AMC is begging everyone for money now that their streaming is on the way. <laughs> AMC, the movie theaters, um, and things like that, you know, Everybody's going online. I'm sorry, AMC. You might want to take your theaters and maybe sell them to Amazon. Right? Lieutenant Lawson out of Alabama. I got that right, right? Said, Prince, what do you think about trust in general? Do you have one? Do you suggest uh, to get one? Trust, like general trust? Uh, Not now. I thought about getting a trust, you know. Uh, for my son, but it all depends on how his investments do as he gets older. Uh, but yes, yeah, so a trust is a very good way when you are willing off your stuff. Like, you know, I have royalties now. I, I, I collect royalties. You know, I'm an author. I've written three books, podcasts, YouTube, all these things generate revenue and they'll probably generate more revenue once I'm dead. So I had to say where I want my revenue to go. And as my son, as I'm investing for him, I don't want to give him a lump of money when he turns 20 years. He's like me, he's going to do something dumb, right? So I would rather him get a check for every month versus uh, what you call it. You know, uh, I'd rather him get a check every month, right? So that's what I like about a trust. I don't have one yet, but uh, I definitely look at to explore, um, you know, Hopefully God gives me another 20, 30 years on this, at least another 30 years on this earth that I could be able to trust something out to my wife and son. All right. He says, roll tie. What's going on? Do you know LaRon McClain, football player, fullback? You know LaRon McClain? That's what I always think about. I think about roll tie, fullback. He went off to play, play for the Ravens for a while. All right, Evan T said, do you anticipate Amazon taking over empty mall spaces? I have heard of that. That's why I just said that comment about uh, AMC needs to look at selling their theaters, right? And uh, do you anticipate Amazon taking over empty mall spaces? Who else is better positioned? What are your thoughts on INTC and some synopsis, autonomous driving, cloud computing? Cloud computing. Um, self-driving vehicles, I'm definitely on. I haven't done a video on them yet. Um, mall spaces, I think the malls are going to do something. They're going to turn into something. They might turn into warehouses for Amazon. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. 
But uh, that's the way I look at it, you know. But uh, that's just my way on it. INTC is that uh, what's INTC? That name sounds very familiar. Is that a stock symbol? Right, I think it is. Pete for life out there in Phoenix, Arizona. He says, "What's good, Prince? I want to ask you about banks, particularly Wells Fargo. Twenty-two dollars is very attractive, but don't want to have dead money just sitting sitting there. Uh, I'm not real financial companies. They will do well in the future. You know, they're going to make dividends and things like that. Uh, but I, okay, Pete for life." Are you looking to grow your money? Are you looking to grow it like fast or whatnot? Are you looking for, are you risky? What's your risk level? Are you high risk, medium risk, or low risk? Let me know that one. If you're on the conservative side, then I would kind of look at bank stocks because they're not going to give you that growth like other companies are doing. Like when I look at Wells Fargo, how much growing can Wells Fargo actually do? Are they going to grow into the future? Yes. Are they are they going to be relevant? Are they providing banks are going to go anywhere? No. But I look at how much growth am I anticipating? Like that Genesis Healthcare, senior healthcare assistant living is going to grow. That's a growing space, right? Uh, clean energy. When you look at solar panels and wind turbulence, that's a growing space. Amazon e-commerce, that's a growing space. Shopping centers and malls, not so much. Ivan says, what do you think about Bitcoin? Not sold on Bitcoin. The big question is, I just did an episode the other day. What's going to happen when they create that digital dollar? When that dollar becomes digital, what's going to happen? Are people going to still use the digital currency? If I had to get the digital dollar that's backed by something that's, you know, I pay taxes on and everything that's regulated. Like right now, I can sleep easy because I know if my bank accounts get robbed and somebody hacks into my account and steal all of my money, I can get it back. That's why I feel comfortable using my credit card because I can get the money back. Versus if you do Bitcoin, you don't know how the money got there, who took the money out, all the other good stuff. So I'm not sold on it yet. I'm not saying it's not making money. I watch it. I keep a little eye on it, but I I don't understand it enough to put my money in. And it's not because I'm dumb. I can't understand it. I am not that smart, but it's not. I keep it simple. I just read the book, Who Moved My Cheese, right? And if you you read Who Who Moved My Cheese, you'll notice the mice, they kept everything simple. That's how they was able to advance by the little people who were so much smarter. So I keep it simple. Do I understand Bitcoin all the way? And Bitcoin, it's like a thousand cryptocurrencies out there. How the heck am I supposed to pick the right one? And it's my belief within the next 10 years, 90% of those cryptocurrencies are going to disappear. I don't know. Oh, you know McLean? Leron McLean, man, that's my guy. He's been on the show here a few times. Looked out for me big time. Shout out to Leron McLean. He allowed me to come to his house about two, three years ago. I sat down with him and, you know, very good guy, man. We did a speaking thing. He went to a school with me down in Georgia. Very good guy. Uh, you know, I'm not the biggest Alabama fan, but Leron McLean, that's my guy. Very good dude. Very solid guy. I might need to bring him back on the show. Catch up with Leron McLean. All right. 
Yes, you're right. Intel. I figured INTC was Intel, but I was trying to make sure. Intel, I'm kind of worried about Intel. I did a lot of option trading on Intel for a while. I, I sold some options on it. I had 100 shares of it, had it for a while. But my scary part about Intel, uh, when I look at Intel, my only scary part about I don't see where their growth is. There seem to be like a chip company that everybody uses, but it doesn't seem like their growth is growing that fast. It seems like their growth is more kind of, you know, I don't see anything new and robust going on with Intel, right? It seems like everything is going to cloud computing is the hot thing uh, where Amazon is at with AWS. Microsoft is there. I forgot the company they brought. Microsoft is there. Amazon is there. Snowflake is there. Cloud computing seems to be the big thing, right? Intel seems to be kind of old school, stagnant, almost like Texas Instruments. Y'all know Texas Instruments, the ones who make the calculators like these, my financial calculator. Texas Instruments, it's a good old slow company, but it doesn't seem to be growing that fast. I'm my own president. Since the Federal Reserve is merging towards digital currencies officially, what do you think of cybersecurity? You think it's going to boom along with digital currencies? Hands down. Green energy, healthcare, cybersecurity. ETF called HACK. H-A-C-K, stock symbols, CrowdStrike, C-R-D-W, and uh, Fortinet, F-R-T-N-T. Those are the ones in that cybersecurity space. If you want to get a bunch of them, ETF hack, H-A-C-K. CrowdStrike is one that I like, even though it's not profitable. Its finances don't look that good, but it has a lot of momentum. The one with the good, solid finances, Fortinet. And I think that's going to boom in the future. As Amazon continue to go online, as movies go online, as you can see with Disney, whatever, what Disney just came out and said, forget these parks. We're going to focus on Disney Plus. What did Amazon do? They just brought, if, I'm, if I think it's Amazon, Amazon Prime just brought um, Coming to America. What do you think they're going to do with that movie? They're probably going to have it for Prime members only. You got to get Amazon Prime to get this movie, which I probably will. I think I do got Amazon Prime. <clears throat> That's how I look at it. Cybersecurity is going to be big. Because if you go to a digital currency, all our banking is online. Look at Zoom. Zoom is going to boom. Zoom has been booming all year long. Why? Because everybody is now, all the TV shows, how many shows I do on Zoom, I Skype into people Zoom. I call it Skyping, but I get into people Zoom. Zoom is starting to boom. So it's kind of kind of rhymed a little bit. Zoom is starting to boom. I know that's lame, but anyway, it, was, it sounded kind of cool. So anyway, that's why I think about it. Cybersecurity is going to boom because everybody's going to school online. Now people are working online. We bank online. We're watching our movies. Look what Amazon just brought uh, coming to America. That's online. Netflix is online. We're watching our entertainment is online. Our education is online. Our financial banking is online. The U.S. dollar is already digital. We just don't know it yet. How many times do you use cash? A lot of places don't even take cash. How many times do you use a coin to pay for something? Coins are like collector's items. These Coins are right next to my trash almost. Antonio said, I own 700 shares of PEI, so that's a bitter pill. <laughs> but thanks twice 
for showing how to do deeper research. PEI hasn't been paying me my dividends lately, so I should have known this stock is trash. <laughs> so real estate investment trusts stop paying their dividends. So this company is specializing in shopping centers. They specialize in a dying thing. It would be like me for a prime example. I don't know why books are around. I don't know why books are still living. I mean, I like books. You can see my, my bookshelves and stuff like that. I like books, but for some reason books, even newspapers die, but for some reason books just don't die. Books still sell, right? So when I look at this, if you're specializing in shopping centers and I look at shopping centers, when you look at shopping centers are closing, uh, the dry cleaners, you know, the dry cleaners are not uh, are not open. All these places are not open. I would I would have a problem with you. I wouldn't stay there. LOL, the white paper. I don't know what he's saying on that one. P for Life says, yes, I'm looking for growth and banking and financial markets. I do own Vista, Visa, Visa. I'm sorry, Vista. I do own Visa. That's a good one. I will agree with that. We're all going to use credit cards. Um, and I do bank with Wells Fargo. I may get a small position and I'm pretty much moderate in my risk level. So if you're moderate with your risk level, um, I will go heavier with the Visa over a Wells Fargo because everybody use Visa. V Wells Fargo, banks are going to be around, but Wells Fargo, I don't know who's on their PR team, but they stay in the news for the wrong thing. I don't know what it is. So with me, I will go with Visa. Everybody use Visa. Visa is in front of the way people are transitioning money. So Visa will go into cryptocurrency world. Everybody's using Visa makes his money from transactions. So every time we spend money online, you're using PayPal, you go in, you put your little chip in the car, whatever. Visa is making a piece of all of that. I believe in consumer debt. Visa makes a piece of transaction. Then they make a piece of the debt that you occur on that transaction. So I can see that on financial. I'm trying to think of, I would, if I was in a financial, I would look into a fin tech company. Shout out to Michael who brought that company across my desk called Lemonade. I like the concept of Lemonade, even though its financials don't look good yet. Fintech, financial and technology coming together. That's what Visa is kind of is. But if I was going into the financial industry, I would go into more fintech technology because gone are the days of wealth managers, financial planners being able to sit in like, okay, take me, right? I retire from the military and I say, hey, I want to become a financial planner. I want to go get me an office downtown where people can come in and see me. Those days are gone. That's the old school way. Now the new generation, they're going to pick up their phone. They're going to want all this stuff on their phone. They want to see you on your phone. They want their accounts on their phone. They want emails. That's the way the newer generation is going. Going into the bank uh, is a thing of the past. Going through a drive through of a bank. I don't even know the last time I went to a bank, right? Because all of my, unless, the only time I would go to the bank is unless I'm getting a, um, a certain type of check written. That's it. Or to make a deposit. I don't even go to the bank to make a deposit. Because all the deposits I do, I can do it on my phone. So I look at FinTech. I would like to look into a fintech company. I don't know what's off my head. That might be another episode, fintech. All right. Uh, 
And before I look into finances, I will look into something that's growing Pete for life. Look into uh, green energy. Democrats agree on green energy. Republicans agree on green energy. Nobody's talking bad against green energy. The government is giving out money for people to go green. I like that. Ivan says Vonage, VG symbol. Let's take a look at Vonage then. Let's see what we got. Okay. Let's pull up our screen here. Yeah, thank you. You know what I learned when people say, hey, man, man, I did my research. And you know, when people do their research, their research usually consists of reading two, three articles. They listen to a podcast. They read two, three articles. And then they heard of the company. And then they say that's research. That's not research. Research is the numbers. Businesses talk via finances. Right? Here we go here. Let's see what this company is. $10. All right. It's an unprofitable company that I can already see. But let's look a little bit. It's a communications company. Communicational services. I heard of this company before. But when I look at this company right here, when I look at Vonage Holdings, I can look at the P-E ratio. There's no P-E ratio. That means the finances, they're not making money. So let's go to the cash flow statement, and you're probably going to see it right here. Right? So uh, the operational cash flow, let's take a look at the operational cash flow. Okay, so they got a positive cash flow. You know, let's do something better. I don't even want to read it here. Because sometimes I don't like Yahoo Finance because of sometimes the way their financial reports, it don't give it to me all the way. Let me see if y'all can see where I'm at. All right, I'm going to go to sec.gov and I'm going to type in VG. I'm going to go to VG, see if I can pull up Vonage. Yep, Vonage Holdings. Now I'm on Vonage Holdings. I want to look at the annual report. Let me stroll down here. Let me go to see. Can I pull up that 10K report? Where is you? Where are you at, 10K? I know you got to be in here somewhere. See, can I find it easier here? 10K. Now, the 10K report is the annual report. So, this is the annual report. I'm going to go to interactive data. When interactive data comes up, I'm going to go to the 10K, the actual report. So instead of reading from Yahoo Finance where it breaks everything down, I'm going to look at the actual 10K. This looks funny. They're out of Delaware, communications company. They got their businesses. I want to go to their selective financial data. Here's their total. Uh, here's their financial data. All right. Statement of operational to total revenue. Thousands of dollars. Okay. 1.1 million. Or is that 1.1 billion? I, that's kind of tricks me. I got to look into that more. $1.1 billion income from operations. So in 2019, they lost $19 million. 2019, this company lost $19 million. So in 2018, they made $35 million. In 2019, they went from $35 million to a loss, a negative of $19 million. How do you know a negative uh, it's a negative on a financial report. It's in parentheses. So the net income is $19 million. 
right? I don't like that. Why are you negative? The total assets. Okay, so the total assets are one point three billion, and I'm pretty sure the total liabilities, the total shareholders' equity is three hundred sixty five hundred sixty seven million dollars. That's not bad there. Let's go some more here. You know what? Let's look at their revenue. So their revenue increased. So last year, in 2019, they made 1.1. In 2018, they made 1. But their net income, their net losses now. So looking at that, this company lost a significant amount of money for some strange reason. For some strange reason, this company, let's see, can I get to the income statement? Total revenues. These are their expenses. I don't care about that. Revenue. So they make their money from services. They make the bulk of their money from services. So their revenue increased in services. Huh. All right. Cost of revenue. Total cost of revenue. So they made $800 million in 2019, and then they lost 400. I mean, the cost of the revenue was 427. That should leave them around 400, well, 300 and something. Segment margin, 376. Gross percentage, gross margin, 49%. Okay, gross margin kind of growing. That's not bad. Total cost of revenues in 2019. But it's something in there. Why is this company all of a sudden started losing a large amount of money? And I don't like that. I want my companies to be making more and more and more money. I know COVID has hit, but when I compare you, this is the thing about it. Not that you're a bad company, but when I'm comparing you to your competition, how do you look? Right? When I'm looking at a communication company that's not making money, why do I need to waste my time on you? Why not go to Verizon? Total current liabilities of 176 million. Total assets of 1.3. No, total current. Okay. So this is another one, right? The total current assets is 173 million dollars. Total current assets. Total current liabilities is almost double. That right there, Timmy, they have a negative working capital. Now they have a negative working capital. Their total assets are $1.3 billion, And then they have total liabilities of $797. So that's probably about six, around about $500 million in shareholders' equity. Yep, there it is right here. So total shareholder equity. That's pretty much the network of the company. That's the total assets versus total liabilities, which is not too bad. But that they're in a current liability. They're in a bad spot. They have a lot of total current liabilities compared to the money that's coming in versus the money that's going out. That's what's pushing them to being not being profitable. So whatever with this business model, uh, they're very weak within the next 12 months. Right. So when I look at a company like this for $10, do I want to take a risk on you? I probably wouldn't. 
because when I look at your competition, like Verizon and things like that or whatnot, Verizon is making money. They're paying dividends. Why aren't you? What is Vantage? What are they doing different? How are they going to grow for my future? How are they going to grow my money? Right? So let's see what y'all are saying. I'm trying to get to y'all comments. Y'all give me one second. So that's my that's my quick take on Vantage. I don't know a whole lot about it. I know it was like a phone company. Like, hey, Vantage is a communication company. It's not making money. It's current liabilities and assets has no working capital. Vantage is looking like Genesis Healthcare, but Genesis Healthcare is 50 cents. In a growing field. So Genesis Healthcare can kind of figure it out. Vantage Communication, I don't know what's going on with you. You For $10, I probably would say no. That's my take. Everybody hit the like button or the thumbs up button if you haven't done so already. Uh, so that's my take on Vantage. Hopefully that help you out. Um, I'm my own president. What do you think of MicroCoin? We'll see if we, MicroCoin, we can see if we can get into that one. He says, you're right. I don't know what I was right about, but okay. Appreciate that, Ivan. Hopefully that helped you out. Hopefully that was helpful to you. Max B said, uh, hack, crowd, FTNT. Yes, there was all those cybersecurity world. At the cybersecurity world, I've been telling people for the longest, cybersecurity will blow up because our lives are online now. We're shopping online. We're doing our entertainment online. We are ordering our food online. I mean, on this phone, I watch videos i listen to podcasts i can do my schoolwork i can pay bills um i take calls dms emails or whatnot i even sometimes i get dms from trolls i don't understand it sometimes my trolls are funny they, they give me a good laugh sometimes but it is what it is all right uh lieutenant lawson says please hit the like button it does something with the algorithm it allows people that wouldn't normally see prince notice him as a suggested video that is correct ladies and gentlemen hit that like button hit that subscribe button for all the people that's been in here tonight that caught the, uh that caught this live hit the like button you know um you know but anyway the thing is that is right i always hear people talk about the algorithms and stuff like that or whatnot so the share button, I just put out great content. I'm not the best at marketing and promoting and stuff like that. I just put out the content and I keep it pushing. So hopefully y'all do hit that like button, hit that share button, tell your friends and cousins. That's how I pay attention to what type of content to make, depending on what people hit the like button on, what I get the most viewership from, what I get the most watch time from. So like I wouldn't be here right now. I've been here for over an hour, but I'm mainly here for over an hour because I've seen it's like 20 people that's in here live catching my live podcast. And this podcast is also available on Spotify, iHeart, Radio, uh, Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, you know, whatever. So go over there too and hit that uh, subscribe button. I keep dropping content pretty much almost every day. Good, fresh content, keeping you up to speed. Ivan says, where's the like button? It should be a little thumbs up button around here. It should be some somewhere. I'm not sure. 
But if you haven't done so already, you need some help showing you how to do it. This is how you do it. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell icon. Hit that like, comment, and share button. There you go. That's exactly how you do it. That easy. And you get the notifications. Uh, Lieutenant Law said, I'm on my phone. I drop down on the arrow on the right. It's up on the left. Okay, cool. Appreciate it. Appreciate that all the way down in Alabama. I need to get LaRon McClain on here because I told him we got some Roll Tide fans, you know, to get in here and talk about what he got going on. Shout out to LaRon. He he went on to the NFL. He came back and he just got his communications degree from the University of Alabama. Good friend of mine. I'm my own president. Thanks for posting the symbols. Okay, there you go. She said, never get a stock less than $5. I don't like penny stocks. I don't like dollar stocks. When I looked at Genesis today, I was very shocked. I thought this company was going to look horribly financially, disgusting financially, and it was not that bad. I'm like, hmm, this company might be all right. Very shocking for a 50 cent stock. Very shocking. So I usually don't like the chips, the cheap stocks because it's like buying the off-brand cereal or the off-brand soda. Maybe it's in your head or whatnot, but sometimes you pay for what you get. You know, I like good quality, productive things. When I very first started investing, I started with penny stocks. Then I wanted something that was a dollar, everything that was cheap that I kind of heard of. I wanted to get it until I started to learn how to read financial reports, how really it took me years. When I'm teaching you, showing you guys, they took me years to get to that point because nobody was there to show me and teach me. I had to pick up uh, so many books. It's a great book right here. During the holiday season, that's what I'm going to give away. I like to give away things that can continue for somebody to grow. Probably going to get some books. So if you don't like reading, this is not the channel for you because I like to give away books as gifts. I may give away some Amazon gift cards this year. I may give away some stocks this year. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to give away some stuff this year. It's been a great year, a wild year, especially with the COVID coming through. And But this channel has grown uh, pretty good. I think we just hit over 38,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, the, the, the podcast is growing. You know, it's getting thousands of views, thousands of plays per per uh, per week, thousands of plays here on YouTube. Uh, my Instagram is following, so I appreciate it. I see the you guys and girls are supporting my book series. That's great. If you haven't done so, like I always tell people, don't donate to me, support me, right? So I've seen the book sales continue to roll in throughout a pandemic and I'm seeing podcasts growing. I'm seeing the YouTube channel growing. So all that's good information, you know, all this good stuff. So got it. Thanks. Yeah. Something like that square, like P for life. If you're still on here, I like that because people, I, I like a square better. I like a square square owns cash app. Those are things that seems to be in the fintech space that's going into the next level versus the old traditional Bank of America just put out his earnings. JP Morgan just put out his earnings, but nothing too strong and spectacular. They're still going to be around, but if you're looking for something to take you to that next level, you're going to have to get into something that has a big growth potential. Wells Fargo, Bank of America, JP Morgan, those are pretty mature companies. 
they're strong financially. They're going to be around, but they're not going to uh, go bananas, right? And give you that growth that you that you may like to look. And a lot of these companies like PayPal, they got strong financials. They're just uh, uh, they have strong financial I mean they could have a potential strong growth. But uh, and they're not as much. They're not risky. I'm not saying go out there and get some wild, crazy penny stock that you think is going to become, you know, be the next Amazon. Right. You can get good fintech companies that are doing their thing. Big Al, what's going on? Al? He said, yes, sir. What's going on? Al? Thank you for tuning in. Earnings call. Is that OK? I don't know what you mean by that. Ivan. earnings call. Uh, my own president said fishing. Exactly. I love to take people on fishing trips, showing people how to look into the finances of companies. Just like Antonio said, man, I, I bought a bunch of this PIE company. They haven't paid me a dividend. I own 700 shares. Uh, thanks for showing me how to look into the company further. I never heard of the company. I looked at it for five or 10 minutes and I knew immediately this is not something I want to invest in. These guys are talking about shopping centers. That's not something I feel like a future is there. So no. So, but Antonio probably didn't even know that. He owns 700 shares. I'm not calling you out on anything, Antonio, but I've done that. I've been there. I've owned some stuff that I didn't even know. Like, I didn't know Square owned. I didn't know. The, I knew what Square was, but I didn't know that it owned uh, a cash app until I was doing a stock review and saw it inside of the companies that it owned. It's, it's subdarities, right? Sub, uh, can't even get the word out of my mouth. I'm from Georgia. Y'all apologize for that. But anyway, that's the way I look at it. So I love to teach people how to go on fishing trips. Don't just sit here and tell me. Take you on a fishing trip, show you how to do it. He said, uh, he said, Vantage been a, okay. Vantage been out for a minute, not really relevant anymore. It was using VLP, using the calls for, oh, okay. All right, yeah, I've heard of Vantage. I heard them for a while. They haven't really, when I look at communications, you're not making money. They lost a lot of money from 2018 to 2019 before the pandemic even hit. They was already on a losing streak. I'm, I'm, I'm not interested. All right. Ms. Ivan said, thank you. No problem. He said, Burke Prince, Burke, consider a... Back and what's your thoughts on spec? Is that a stock symbol? So many people be deeming me like, hey man, what's the using the acronyms? I don't know all the acronyms. I don't know all the formulas. I don't forgot more formulas than I probably, you know, could ever think of. You know, it's a formula for everything. So I don't remember everything. So let me take a look here on my phone real quick to see what is uh is that a stock symbol? P A C S Doc. Okay. It is. Oh, they're looking forward to go IPO. Special purpose acquisition company is a publicly traded shell with no business operations created for the purpose of taking private companies through an acquisition. Ooh. Okay. That's a, you know, that's very important. I want to take a public company private one. I want to take a private company public one day. So if you got a company like them, 
they're pretty much like underwriters. The underwriters and investment bankers are the ones that take you through the process and they get paid off the top. Some of them get in at low shares and stuff like that too. So just the idea that I kind of like that. And you saying Burke is uh, Burke. Is that like Burke has a Berkshire Hathaway? I need to open up my line. Should I open up my phone line so y'all can call in? Well, not tonight, but Berkshire Hathaway is what you're saying? Okay. So I'm going to have to wrap it up in here in a little bit. Obviously, do you have your Series 7? No, I do not have my Series 7. Um, in order for me to do my Series 7 when I wanted to do it, I had to be sponsored by a company. But um, I do have my Series 65. Well, I did pass the Series 65, Series 63. Life insurance, health insurance. Did life insurance, health insurance, 65, 63, MBA, asset management specialist, accredited financial counselor. The list just goes on. Charter portfolio manager, uh, chartered retirement counselor was the one I just finished. So, yeah. He said, ship, ship me on with the Wesley book. <laughs> uh, Karen said, you are a good man. I appreciate it. Thank you. He said, I need to order an investor show mug so I can read these financial reports better. When I do, I'll send you a picture. Thanks, Prince. Appreciate it. Yeah, man, that's the best way to read these financial reports and get down to the nitty gritty. Y'all give me one second. Get down to the nitty gritty. So when you so when you do that piece of life, it's going to make you better financially, right? One second here. And what I mean by it's going to make you better financially, you're going to understand business better, and you're also going to be able to understand companies better. And when you talk about companies, you're going to be able to talk like somebody who got sense because a lot of people just go back and say they regurgitate what they heard. You're going to be able to understand what are the total assets? What are the total current liabilities? Read that balance sheet. Know a company that is in a growing pattern versus a de declining pattern. Um, there's so many books in here that I read that I'm still reading. I'm not the best reader, but I try to get through it. But that's what helps you become better, knowing the finances and then taking the finances and looking at the politics of the company, and then you can tell the story of the company. People like said, I have a square on my watch list. Cool, there you go. She said, facts, I'll be here as much as I can looking for a group like this. Yes, so let's think about it, ladies and gentlemen, and every time you bring a company to me, the first thing I'm going to ask, do you make money? How much money do you make? Because ask yourself this question. Let's say if there was two businesses down the street, two hamburger joints. One hamburger joint was called Prince Dykes. Another hamburger joint was called uh, John John's, right? They're both looking to sell their hamburger stores, or restaurants or whatever. You walk in and the person says, hey, what you going to do? What are you going to do when you look to buy that company? First thing you're going to ask, well, well, how much money does this company make? Does this company make money? If John John tell you, man, I've been losing money, I don't make any money, but I have a great future or whatever, 
But Prince Dykes down the street is saying, yeah, I make money. I, I turn, I'm profitable. I turn a profit. Which company are you going to buy? The one that's losing, losing, losing? Who, who is unprofitable? Or the one down the street that does the exact same thing, but is making money? Now, I'm not just saying just because you're profitable, you're a better company. But I'm like, okay, well, this company is making money. Why isn't this other one making money? If they're doing the exact same thing. Vantage and Verizon are doing the same thing pretty much. Why Vantage is not making money? Ain't my problem. I don't know. Right? So if you're not making money, if John John says, I'm not making money, I'm not profitable, but Prince Dykes is saying he's profitable, now you got to ask yourself the question of, if is, is John John, are you going to be cheaper since you're unprofitable? Are you cheap? Like, look at Genesis. Genesis Healthcare, his finances don't look too good, but it's only 50 cents. Versus, are you a cheaper buy? If you are unprofitable, do you have a plan to become profitable? Uber is unprofitable, but it has a plan to become profitable. Before COVID hit, it was supposed to be profitable by this time this year, right? So can they still hit their profitability? We don't know. Then they ran into political stuff with California, so that kind of hurt them even more. But they have a story and they have a plan of becoming profitable. And then when I look at their competitor, Lyft, Lyft is not profitable even. Nobody in that space is profitable. But Uber has the best finances and, the, and is the most aggressive. So I can take a risk on an unprofitable company. But if I look down the street, if Uber was unprofitable, but Lyft was profitable, making money, and it was the same price as Uber, guess what company I would have brought? I would have brought Lyft. I'm my own president. Yes, I do do uh, portfolio reviews. Yes, I do do, uh, you know, I only do up to like 10 stocks. I believe a portfolio should have no more than 10 stocks. 10 at the max 20, but 10 can get you any type of portfolio you prefer. Because when you got 20, uh, shots out to, uh, what's his name? Uh, Beef. Beef Entertainment. He sent me a portfolio one time. Thing had 250 stocks in it. I said, people, are you crazy? Do you even know what's in this portfolio? There is no way in the world you can know 250 companies as a single person. A firm can't even do that for most in most cases. So and I guarantee you these companies are right, are probably competitors of each other. Like, oh, I own PayPal and Square. I own Wells Fargo and Bank of America. These are competition. They correlate to each other, you know? So you're better off just finding one and sticking with it. Versus trying to find two or three. It's just like when I look at a solar energy panel company, or if I'm looking at a uh, solar energy company, or if I'm looking at a food restaurant, I'm going to pick the company who is doing the, uh, uh, I'm going to pick one company and stick with it in that space. I'm not going to pick four or five of y'all, right? Because y'all correlate to each other. Uh, sometimes I do like Apple and Microsoft, but that's subject for another video. But most time I usually pick one and just ride with one and just go from there. Miss Melanie, she says, good afternoon. I think Miss Melanie's out in Miami. She says, good afternoon. How are you doing? Thank you for checking us out. All right. All right, let me see what's the one missing something. Alan said they were, I think he's talking about Vantage here. He says they were going, he said they were doing, they're not going to come back. 
<laughs> you got Magic Jack that beat them out, basically, that took them from, you know, okay. Um, I remember, Al, I know you was over in Japan for a while. I lived over in Japan for a while. And over there, people used to love to use the Magic Jack because you can take your regular phone and make phone calls anywhere, you know, whatnot. So Vantage was like the first one that was on that. But, uh, you know, like you said, Magic Jack came out. You know, they're not relevant. They lost a bunch of money already. So instead of trying to get a rebound, I'd rather get somebody who's got to figure it out. I learned my lesson. I invested into a lot of companies uh, publicly and privately. And one of the lessons, that's why I don't do startups. Why should I put seed money into a company that is trying to figure it out versus just taking that money and putting it into a company that has figured it out. If I had the opportunity to invest into, let's take Al. Al had a record label. He started a record label. Like, hey, Prince, man, you can, you know, I need $25,000 to invest into my record label. Versus Amazon called me and say, hey, you can invest into our warehouse delivery. Amazon got a proven system. They're already profitable. They know how to make money. Al, I love you like a brother, but I'm going to say when it comes down to my money, you're probably not going to get that investment from me. Now, if I was at the level of Shark Tank, then they can just throw money out to random stuff. They already made their money. Once you already make your money and you are doing very well, then you can take risky things and the little stuff. But as you're trying to make your way up, you need to go what I like to call the for show dough. That's for show dough, for show money. Go to the companies that are for sure, for sure money. Right, look at all these day traders. If you took to day trade, you need about $25,000. I know people who started out with $25,000, started a day trading account, and now they're down to $5,000. Where if that same person would have took $25,000 and just put it into Amazon, Facebook, or Google, or Apple, they would have been way better off. Their $25,000 would probably be like $40 or $50 right now, right? And what I just named, Amazon, Facebook, Google, those are household names. Everybody knows those companies. Those companies got great financials, right? So that's what I, that took me a while to learn that because I was so attracted to fast, high growth money that it goes back to the tortoise in the hand. You may win right now. You may have fun right now, but in the long run, that little tortoise is going to beat you. For all these people that day traded for the last five years, 90% of them hadn't even beat somebody who just bought an index fund. Think about that. All these smart people that know all this angle and the dangle and the this and the that and the that and the that and the buy this and sell that and sell that and buy that. You look back over the last five years, somebody who just brought SPY and continue to buy it every month, beat all of them. How does that make you look? One of my buddies is probably tuning in now. He called me the other day. He's been buying options on Tesla all year long, burning through his account. He said, man, I started out with 100 grand. He started with 100 grand. He's like, he called me the other uh, two weeks ago and said, Prince, my hundred grand is now twenty grand, but I'm going to figure this options thing out. I said, man, if you just took the hundred grand and just brought Tesla in January, your hundred grand would probably be two hundred fifty thousand dollars right now. 
wanted to, you know, it'll probably be he'd probably have, he could have bought a house. He could have took that hundred grand, just bought a hundred grand worth of Tesla. Not saying that he could have done that, but I'm just hypothetically speaking. If he'd have just bought a hundred grand with the Tesla by this time right now, he'd probably have about three hundred thousand dollars. Could have bought a house cash, right? Versus, you know, he wanted to go in and do this and do that because he was enticed by quick, fast, and I'm, you know, and I. So I'm just trying to make you think of as an investor. There are traders and there are investors. Investors, 90% of investors will beat traders. Al, you're right. He said it's too much technology with cell phones now and apps that you can call. Yeah, when I was on uh when I was overseas, everybody I called, I either called people through Facebook or I called people through apps. You know, I call people through Instagram. I talk to people through Instagram. I talk to people through Facebook. So you're right. I didn't need that overseas. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He said, oh, he already read that one. All right. He said, over 20 stocks means they have no direction. <laughs> yeah, I've seen people with hundreds. So I tell people with 10, you can get to do what you need to do. All right, real quick. This is the last one before I get out of here. She said, uh, let's look at Groupon. Let's look at this one real quick before I get out of here. We're going to look at Groupon. Since y'all are in here, this is the last one for tonight. We're going to go to Yahoo. We're going to look at Group Groupon. All right. All right. So we're going to look at Groupon. I don't know what this symbol is. I can't remember. Yeah, GRPN. Okay. So far this year, how have they done? Let's take a look at the chart. Immediately, I can see the unprofitable um, year to date. Let's compare them with the SP 500. Um, where are you at? No. Okay, year to date. Comparison. I thought I put in here SP 500. Save. I don't know what's going on with this thing right now, but let's see here. Uh-uh. I don't want to see that. All right. One second here. All right. So Groupon, so far this year, is down 54%. The S&P 500 is up 10%. So you're underperforming the S&P 500. You are unprofitable. Let's see. Are you making more money? Let's look at your finances. So I don't like this trend they're on. Look at Groupon total revenue. 2016, they had $3.1 2017, 2.8 billion. 
2018, uh, so okay, 2016, they made 3.1 billion. 2017, they made 2.8 billion. I'm sorry about that. 2016, 3.1 million billion. 2017, they dropped down to 2.8 billion. 20, no, 2016, 3.1 billion. Good gracious, man. 2017 is 2.8 billion. 2018, 2.6 billion. 2019, 2.2 billion. So look at the top line revenue. All the money the company is bringing in is slowly declining. That's something I don't like. Why are you declining? I need you to be making more money. I want you to be going from 2.2 billion to up to, these are thousands, 2.2 million, right? I want you to be going up to, I want you to be going up, not down. So the total revenue is slowly declining, right? Now, the good thing is the revenue, the gross, the cost of revenue is declining as well. That's kind of good. This is before COVID. COVID hasn't even hit these numbers yet. Now you're looking at gross profits. Gross profits is money. After you pay your revenue, this is the money you bring home. Like total revenue is your gross. Then you got to pay your bills. This is what you're going to be left with, with gross profits. So the gross profits are slowly declining. Why has that happened? Look at this operational income. Operational income is slow. I don't like that. Uh-huh. Look at this. Before they even paid taxes, they was already at a loss. So this company is on a decline. I don't even like that. Looking at the just looking at the income statement, the company seems to be on a decline money-wise before COVID hit. Now let's take a look and let's look at the quarterly report. The quarterly reports has gone down as well. Not too bad. 2020. Quarter reports is not as bad. But before COVID hit, this company was on a decline. Total assets to total liabilities is not that bad. Right? That's cool. But um, one thing I don't like about this company, I don't know a lot about Groupon. I mean, I've heard of it and stuff like that. I don't know it in detail. But... Um, Look at this operational cash flow is declining. The revenue is declining. Um, I don't like that. So this company is $20. I wouldn't be interested in you. No. All right. He said, the best advice to give your friend on options is to buy and hold it for a while just to cover yourself. I did that with Zoom and made a ton so far. Nice. Yes, the, but the reason why, King Carter, people don't like to buy far out options is because they're more expensive. That's why. People like quick options because they can make money faster. They can make money faster. People don't like what you call options. I don't know why my computer just froze up on me. But yeah, that's the way I look at it. That's the way I like to uh, 
pay attention to them. All right. So the the options that people buy now are way cheaper. So that's why if you buy an option that expires next Friday, it's way cheaper than if you try to buy an option that expires next year. Options that expire next year may cost you $10,000 versus the option that expires next Friday may cost you $200. Guess what people are enticed to do? They're willing to take that more risk. You know, with the long option, it takes a long time, right? And it's more expensive. So people want the cheap stuff that's fast. She said, thank you, sir. It's been an interesting night. You guys be safe. All right. Thank you, Ms. Adam, for checking us out tonight. Um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let me get out of here for tonight. Uh, thank you, guys and girls, for tuning in. And to the next video, podcast, cartoon, or whatever else crazy you see me do around the globe, make sure you check out the, the children's book series, Wesley Learns to Invest, Wesley Learns About Credit, and Wesley Learns About Insurance. Read your financial reports with your investor show mode. Ah, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, to the next video podcast, cartoon, or whatever you see me do around the globe. Peace, be safe. I'm out, and thank you.